Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and investment wisdom collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zanbergen. Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they've learned and what you need to know today. And today I am so pleased to have Sam Madani, co-founder and CEO of Bomani Cold Buzz. Hey, Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Bart. So is that what he dreamed of, Bart? That was his dream maker, his dream chaser? He says, I need a good cold buzz. That's what I need. Well, we're going to find out all about that today <laughs> and what what it's like launching a new company during that level of pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Tell, have him tell the story what you just told us offline here, that he came out here for a day or two to see some distributors and ended up staying throughout the crisis here because he's got family. <laughs> sure. Yeah. With four yeah, days closed. Yeah, he came up, go ahead. You came out to see some retailers. How long oh, ago, yeah. For how long? <laughs> Seriously, I plan on being here because obviously my apartment's in New York, but I'm from Southern California. Plan to come back and stay at my mom's house for four days <laughs> to meet with two different retailers and then fly back. And all of a sudden, it was like day three. I was packing my bag. I had a red eye back on a Thursday night. And all the way up to L.A., I was going to fly to LAX. We were checking the news. And sure enough, I kind of looked at my mom and I was like, should I just stay here? And she was like, yeah. But two months later, I've been I've been here with about three shirts, two pairs of shorts, and one bathing suit. So, but she loves it. Do. She gets to do your laundry just like the old days, and she feels oh, needed. She loves it here. Got to be so stoked. <laughs> um, so, Sam, let's 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 chat. So, uh, you're a young man. Can I can I say you're a millennial? Is that all, is that all right? Yeah, you're, yeah, of course. You are right. You're you're not too young to be a millennial, are you? Or are you? I actually don't know. I'm 95. <laughs> right in there. Right in so there. We're on the cusp, that was the other yeah. millennium. That was the last yeah. millennium you're on. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I think you're, yeah, you're like post or is that pre-millennium or post-millennium? Anyway, uh, yeah. you're a young man. Um, so uh, you went to college. Where'd you graduate? USC. I'm USC. proud Trojan. Fight on. Yes, you are. And then you went to work for a, a big CPA firm. Right? Yeah, so I, I right out of college, I went to work in investment banking in New York City. Yeah, and that lasted how long? Yeah, good question. <laughs> um, I, I lasted there about a year and a half, but I did. I mean, I loved my team. I firmly believe that the skills I built in investment banking and everything yeah. I learned in that role has been integral to the success of uh, my success in my role at Bomani. He looks like an investment banker. Anybody watching it today, we're doing this yeah. on Zoom. Looks like an <laughs> investment banker. I hope that's uh, a good thing. <laughs> Except so, I don't think this would have been appropriate to wear this denim jacket wouldn't have been appropriate. No, actually, you look like, I thought you were like a lumberjack or something. Or you're yeah. Something outdoors. <laughs> so what I love about you, but, you know, a lot about your story, but this one is, you know, um, USC grad, investment banking, great paying job, great company great career and then you're like no nah, i'm done with this i'm gonna go start a company and not only am i gonna start a company i'm gonna start with a product that's brand new there's never been a product like this before stop me if i'm wrong and uh we're gonna go all the way and then not that you had any choice in this but of course you know your your launch comes in the middle of a pandemic so uh can we start with the name and then what it is and then we'll go from there yeah absolutely so so just to give a little bit of context, the story did start when I was in investment banking. My co-founder, Kai, was also in investment banking. And my other co-founder, Amin, uh, who's our chief of product and design, was working over at BlackRock. 
So we were all doing the whole New York finance thing. and A, a little company idea, called BlackRock. Little, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, a little, a little, little, tiny, tiny, one, little yeah. tiny finance firm. <laughs> Give up that job. That's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the idea was it was pretty intuitive. I mean, we were coming home from work. I'm sure, I mean, you guys both know what it's like to be working those 70, 80-hour weeks in finance. And we would literally be coming back to our apartment. We had an espresso machine in, in the corner of the kitchen. And we would literally be changing out of our suits and ties, making an espresso, and then making a drink out of it. And it was, it was after a while of doing that, of saying, why is there no better option for what we want right now? The existing options at the time were to go get an energy drink and mix that with vodka and then be hungover for two days. I mean, let's call it what it is. Sugar, yeah. carbs, synthetic caffeine just wasn't at all what we were trying to put in our body. And then the other option was to go get you know, an espresso martini or a cold brew cocktail or coffee cocktail. But first of all, it's limited in its availability. A lot of bartenders don't like drawing espresso to make those types of drinks. And you add a massive inconvenience having to go get it from somewhere. Um, And lastly, you still haven't really solved the problem with the sugar and the dairy and the carbs and everything. So the vision was simple, alcohol infused cold brew coffee to make a healthier, tastier, more convenient alternative to alcohol plus caffeine. And that's, that's, that was our whole vision. We said three things, healthier, tastier, more convenient. So the name was, was the result of us one late night after our finance job. <laughs> so the rule was, by the way, after we decided we were going to see if this project could become reality, the rule was two hours a night after work, we all get together and, and we see if we can make this thing real. And it was during one of those nights, like 1.30 or 2 a.m., you know, you get home and you get home at midnight and baking anyway, <laughs> where we realized we were so engaged, so passionate, so, so, so driven, so energetic that this second wave that was hitting us in these late nights, we defined as discovering our sense of purpose, like discovering our sense of purpose and creating a beverage for all of our friends and family to go work towards their purpose without sacrificing their social life or their physical health. So Bomani literally translates to, to have purpose. That's resonated really strongly with, with everyone who's seen it. I think because especially in the alcohol space, you don't see a lot of true form startups. You see a lot of faceless corporations launching their newest thing to like impress their stockholders. And when people saw us, when people heard the name purpose, it was, it was actual authenticity. And um, I think that was a differentiator for us in the beginning, not to mention that like when we were first ideating and asking our friends and family, would you guys drink alcohol infused cold brew coffee? Everyone, it wasn't just like they were interested. They were like, uh, duh, like no brainer. <laughs> um, so yeah. Bomani, so what Bomani language is Bomani? Is that, is that in what language does that mean something? Good question. Sorry. That's it's in Farsi. Both my parents are running immigrants. All right. So you, you, you so the, the name came, um, after the product idea, right? Yeah, name came after the idea. But it also sounds like, you know, the Simon um, Sinek, you know, begin with begin with the why. And mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like, you know, you had a purpose. So there's a kind of relation there. Is that is that part of this? Absolutely. I, I love that uh, that Simon Sinek speech, the one where he breaks it out. It's like the three circles, right? Where so they awesome. This, just watched yeah. it again yeah. last week. You know? Yeah, no, that's that's a, a brilliant, brilliant presentation where he talks about the why and then the how and the what. And yeah, no, I think that that definitely rings true for us, that we, we were true to our purpose. We named the product to have purpose. And to your point, we started this talk, talking about, we left like well-paying jobs to pursue this thing because it felt like discovering that sense of purpose. Now I've made a joke, which is not really all that funny. You, you're, you're really launching a brand during a pandemic, but from inspiration to now was, has been how long? It's been a, a, a 
couple years is it, is it now or, or not yet yeah 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 so we had the inspiration the started ideating in like the summer of 2018 and then we quit our jobs early 2019 we announced in 2019 and then we had so much demand that we decided you know let's really build this thing out build the proper supply chain the proper infrastructure that can satisfy that demand and then we offered Bomani on shelves for the first time in mid-February of this year Yep. So right there, right at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I know that there's probably some things that you can't say, but can you kind of talk about the cycle, like kind of what you did, um, especially when it comes to marketing? I know when it comes to something like this, it's about getting uh, space on a shelf and and getting distributors. How did you how did you work that? Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, from from the very beginning, I'm could not be more thankful for our team. Obviously, my co-founders who were who were there and. Our field sales managers have done an incredible job. Our corporate strategy director has a decades of experience in, in the alcohol industry. And one thing that really differentiated us from the beginning is that, yes, Beaumont is a new category. And just as importantly, it's a complementary category. So whether you're drinking your hard seltzers or you're going to get beers or you're going to have vodka or tequila or whatever you're drinking, Beaumont is complementary to that purchase. So you see a lot of the times when people or consumers are checking out at retailers, they have maybe some white claws and they have some Bomani's or they got grabbed a Casamigos and they grabbed some Bomani's. So I think that complementary nature of the product was a big differentiator for us. I also think that uh, the support that we got from consumers from a very early stage in, in whatever geographies we launched proved to be early stage case studies to launch more and more geographies to the point that we did launch California on May 1st, which obviously is at the height of the pandemic. I mean, we sold out in 12 hours. Of, of every store <laughs> and it was yeah so definitely very thankful for, for all of that so how in the world did you sell it was there was there pre um pre orders or preconceived um um bent, pent, pent up um demand for it before it even got to the shelves yeah i would definitely say pent up demand was there it was also a lot of uh to the, to the credit of uh my team too is like a lot of pivoting from traditional introducing a product to, to the market categories. I mean, think about what we have a huge advantage with is liquid to lips, because frankly, and, and as unbiased as I can be, Bomani tastes really, really good. So when we had the option to sample before the pandemic and everything, it was flying off shelves. We could, we could host a sampling and sell out of the store's inventory during the window of the sampling. And all of a sudden that, was, that advantage was, was ripped out from underneath us. So what we did was we took those dollars, invested in digital. We started our Dash radio show. Um, you know, we we tried to speak to our demographic again, showing that authenticity to the point that we did build a lot of pent up demand. Then as soon as we announced on uh, Instagram that we had launched California, saw a ton of traffic go to our website, go to the store locators, and the next thing we knew, my phone was blowing up because friends of friends were texting me and saying, "Hey, where can I get Bomani? I thought you launched California today." only to find out that we had to call the retailers and found out that they sold out so quickly. Can I ask one quick question? So you, your your parents came yeah. here, I'm assuming, as immigrants? The, the, yeah, they did. So they came here for the American dream. They worked hard, made you a good life, so that you could go to college at UC, USC and go to New York and work for a giant company. We've achieved our goal. And he comes home and says, I'm quitting. <laughs> I'm sure, to get, walk us through that was what was like we're mom and dad like are you nuts this isn't why we went through all this to get here just so you could quit and do something crazy here 
No, that's funny. Um, my parents are the most supportive people in the world. They actually both did start their own companies too. So I come from a, a line of entrepreneurs, I guess. I've probably pitched my, my parents a thousand business ideas in my life. <laughs> I mean, my mom will tell you that my first idea I pitched her was my ringtone business in seventh grade. Uh, one thing about one thing about immigrant parents is that they don't want to spend $5 on the newest Lil Wayne ringtone. Um, and I noticed a lot of my friends' parents were doing the same too. So I figured out how to get like a, on a micro SB, how to cut up songs for my like iTunes library and then sell them in like 30 second bits for $1 on the back of the bus in middle school. So my mom will tell you that was my first business idea. So I don't think they were very surprised that I went into our entrepreneurship. And I think anybody that knows me knows that I do love coffee and I enjoy alcohol. So <laughs> um, they were very supportive. Hey, um, sidebar, but related. So, um, you know, sometimes people who mix alcohol that is a cause for headaches or hangover, you said it was complimentary. So it, 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 no matter what you're drinking, that this type of alcohol does not, um, interfere with, with your, your good health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's alcohol. So I can't say that it's like good for you, yeah. but is Bomani zero carbs, zero sugar, only 110 calories? Absolutely. I mean, it's gluten-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, vegan, kosher, keto-friendly. Like, it's still alcohol, but it's about yeah. as about as good as you can get. And what yeah. alcohol is added? I mean, is this just a basic grain alcohol? I mean, what, what, I don't know what what alcohol you add to uh, coffee. Good question. Good question. So we use the same type of alcohol that goes in the hard seltzers, which is alcohol from a sugar cane. So basically what you do in the same way that you'd make like a beer, for example, you ferment it. You don't distill it, which is why there's no, like, bite from the oh, alcohol. Okay. It's, I didn't think fermented. you could get alcohol except by distilling. I thought you had to take a base of go beyond fermentation that, that you couldn't get an uh, alcohol, true alcohol, other than beer and wine. You couldn't get uh, the concentration of vodka or gin or rum or anything else without distilling it. That makes Great sense. question. So it's, it's basically a lot about the fil filtration of it after the fermentation process. So you ferment it to get an alcohol that ends up with no bite like those those harsher alcohol the, the harder alcohols do so similar to like a white claw where you don't really taste like there's a lot of alcohol in it we wanted to leverage that same type of alcohol and tons of credit goes to my uh, my co-founder amin is our chief of product and design so amin grew up in coffee shops his parents had like four coffee shops and he was drawing espresso when he was you know <laughs> learning fractions and when he was taking on the responsibility of, of leading the formulation for Bomani, the first thing he did was say, okay, 100% Arabica beans, all ethically sourced from Southern Mexico, Peru, and Nicaragua. That was, that was his thing. And then he said, he questioned and said, how can we make sure to preserve the integrity of this super high quality cold brew we have? And the answer was- Yeah, because the alcohol would just overwhelm the flavor of it or whatever. Right? Why, why have exactly. great coffee if you can't taste it, right? Exactly. So imagine, imagine if you, you know, poured, let's be dramatic here. Imagine if you poured a plastic handle of vodka in the coffee, you've destroyed it. It's over. Mm -hmm. But even high quality vodka doesn't give you that same effect because it still has that bite. So Amin did a great job of kind of exploring the landscape of alcohol long before hard seltzer is what it is now. Again, this is like summer of 2018. And he said, whatever alcohol this is, this type of alcohol is, we need to make sure to use this alcohol to put into the coffee. And what's the alcohol content? And I'll shut up here. What's what's the percentage of alcohol? It, is it like a beer? It's 5.7%. So it's a little more than a beer, but it's not like regular alcohol or even wine. It could be 10, 14 more. Exactly. It's very intentionally 5.7% ABV with half a cup of coffee's worth of caffeine so that 
not one Bomani is not overwhelming. You can enjoy a couple of them before you start, like you know, really feeling it. Okay. So, so Sam, how have you navigated through these these what we're, we're going to call uncharted waters? <laughs> Is that what we're Good calling question. him? Is that the official term? Here? <laughs> yeah. Frothy we, uncharted waters. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did a, a couple different, I think it's all about our culture. that's led us to be as, you know, as successful through these tough times as, as we have been. One thing we always focus on is keeping work fun. We have Aloha Fridays where every Friday I did bring one Hawaiian shirt, by the way, to California when I came, I don't know why, but I have my, <laughs> we all wear our Aloha, Aloha shirts on Fridays and end the week with a happy hour. We also try to encourage having fun at every meeting we can. You know, end of last week, we had a, a really important meeting. It was a meeting that we all prepared for. We knew what we were going to say. And as soon as the meeting starts, Amin, the same guy I was just telling you about, shows up. And he, always, he has a beard during during these uh, shelter-in-place times. And he shows up and has a mustache, a perfect, like, Freddie Mercury-esque mustache. And he kind of already looks like Freddie Mercury. He just starts the Zoom, and everyone starts cracking up. So stuff like that, where keeping work fun, you know, working hard and having fun are not mutually exclusive. And I think keeping it light is really important. Uh, on top of that, staying focused. You know, we always say keep your eye on the ball. Meetings, we use like the why, what, how meeting structure. Why'd you call it? What are you going to get done? How are you following up? So within that, like obviously staying focused on what's next, always recognizing wins. So if we had a great, great meeting one day, even if there was other, you know, obstacles we run into or a lot of work to be done taking just five minutes and saying hey we won on this thing today that was incredible that was great um more importantly than both those two i would say is supporting one another we started doing daily calls obviously because we can't see each other we communicate really clearly if you have an open day or a less crazy day i guess is a more realistic way to put it offering to go help your your teammates and saying hey what can I do to help you out today? At the same time, that requires other people to be very honest and vulnerable and say, hey, look, I'm overwhelmed today. I need somebody's help to do X, Y, and Z, and then supporting them, supporting them as needed. Uh, I think for a sanity check, we've also all prioritized enjoying something non-work related. I know I've done everything from, you know, play the piano since I've been doing this as a little kid to getting really, really good at Wii Tennis um but, but seriously, Wii tennis think, all right that's the the, yeah. the game yeah. that you play with the virtual tennis yes. yeah we found our Wii from 2009 uh, somewhere in the house and plugged it back <laughs> in which is kind of fun but yeah i think that's been a lot of the a lot of the reason for our success that's awesome navigate hey i know that giving back is important to you and, and your team so how are you how are you doing that at this time yeah good question so one of the first things we did when we realized the the seriousness of the pandemic and we realized the seriousness that the restaurants and bars closed was we said okay how can we give back to the bartenders because they showed us so much support out of the gate so the first thing we did was we said you know beaumont is 5.7 percent abv let's donate 5.7 percent of our net proceeds to the bartenders emergency assistance program um, which is by the u.s bartenders guild it's an incredible organization highly recommend them um and again just doing what we could to, sh to share to give back to the people who supported us and that was that was started in like mid March, early March, and was supposed to go through the end of April. Then the end of April showed up, and we said, you know, things haven't opened up yet. We should continue this, continue doing this. So, we did decide to continue giving back to the bartenders' emergency assistance program at least through the end of May, and expanded that to also give back to CORE, which is the Children of Restaurant Employees. That's so great! What a great cause! What a great cause! 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, what's your favorite time to drink, Bomani Sam? <laughs> oh, uh, is all the time. Be honest. Right no, answer? come on. Yeah, be honest. <laughs> be honest. No, I would, I would definitely say I'm a big, like, if you could somehow get set up a brunch outside, Bomani is like, the, yeah, that's, that's my ideal. So like poolside brunch is my is my perfect Bomani time. All right, all right. Making note there. Making I think we're going to call it Bomani time from now on. I think Bomani that's what time. that's referred to. There we to. go. Yeah, it's, a name. <laughs> it's Bomani time. Hey, it's not happy hour time. It's Bomani time. <laughs> hey Sam, I know we kind of talked about this, but there are there any products that are like Bomani yeah. on the market right now? Yeah, good question. So short answer is short answer is no. The longer answer is that there are what we call adjacent products. Um, they just aim for a different demographic and obviously nothing but respect to everyone who's in the broader alcohol plus coffee space. But the existing products are kind of like, you know, they advertise themselves as, you know, an alcoholic yoo or they just they, <laughs> they like more latte style. They, they do add sugar, um, whereas we kind of go the opposite way. We're a similar demographic, again, a complementary demographic to like your hard seltzer drinker. Where again, 5.7% ABV with only 110 calories, zero sugar and zero carbs. And not to mention that we are transparent enough to disclose our nutrition label, which a lot of alcohol companies don't do. And who does buy it? Is, is, is it obviously, I'm, I'm saying, young, is it younger people? Is it older people? Is it guys? Is it girls? Is it who gravitates? Yeah, so in, in a couple of words, it's kind of like your premium, time strapped, health conscious consumer, which is a pretty big umbrella demographic. What we've seen a lot of is it's, it's pretty gender agnostic. It does skew a little bit younger, but not like crazy. I mean, 21 to I'd say 45-ish, especially during the times of shelter in place, we've seen a big spike in purchases from young parents, which makes sense, <laughs> man. I mean, you've got, I, I could only imagine, obviously I don't have any kids, but if you have kids and you're with them all day now, you probably deserve a drink, but you also deserve the energy for having dealt with the kid all day. <laughs> and there's a, with a four-year-old, there's a reason I'm going to look for it on the way home today. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, Sam, what's been your biggest challenge to date? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. So um, tons of credit to our COO and our co-founder, Kai, who was instrumental in developing the, the supply chain that we have. Because like I said, from the beginning, we realized we had a lot of demand, which meant that we had to create a, a big enough supply chain to not only satisfy that demand, but satisfy that demand at the quality, quality that we hold hold Bomani to. So when we first you know, had the idea and everything, we started going around to a bunch of small brewers and explaining alcohol infused cold brew coffee. It has to be you know, these many calories, carbs, sugar, everything. And they shut us down, man. It was demoralizing. It was so many of them saying, well, what do you mean if I make the alcohol that way, it won't taste like alcohol? And you're like hitting yourself in the face. You're like, of course not. You don't want to taste like alcohol. It's supposed to be coffee. Um, and they, I mean, some of them were even like, why did you have the audacity to approach us? We make all these great other products. Why would we take you on? And we kind of went against the grain and we said, let's go to some of the biggest manufacturers in the world and ended up earning a contract with one of the largest manufacturers in the world. And that was a huge lesson learned because they were actually more willing to innovate than the smaller brewers. So the lesson, the takeaway for, wow. for us was wow. it's never good enough. The companies that are at the top are not the ones that are fat and happy, or they're the ones that are willing to say every year, every other year, what's going to be the next category? How do we invest in that? And they're incredible. They're super professional. They were able to respond to our demand. Uh, no, we, we love them. 
So in case it's not, that's a good story. In case it's not obvious, what's your biggest accomplishment today? I would say, I mean, that's definitely a big accomplishment, but our biggest accomplishment today is is cultivating the team that we have. Um, they're passionate, they're loyal, they're dedicated, they're innovative, they're trustworthy. Everyone works really well in their role. Uh, it really does feel like a family. Um, and everybody from obviously the three co-founders to our field sales managers, our VP finance and operations, Dustin, who is working crazy hard right now, um, our corporate strategy director, Nick, could could not be more thankful for, for the team. Somebody okay. tweeted in and wants to know, does the coronavirus change anything? Are you going to, it uh, sounds like you're going through bars and other things. Are you going to, is that going to change your plans going forward? Because bars may not reopen. Are they going to have tough times reopening? Are you going to try and get more retail, more yeah, no, of course. I mean, one thing that we always said from day one is that our goal as Bomani is to be a part of culture, not just to sell product. Selling product is boring, it's temporary, it's cheesy, it's corny, it's not what we are. We're a part of culture. So if culture means that you're celebrating with your friends at home or you're making your brunches at home or you're having your tailgates you know, with a smaller group somewhere, then that's what we'll respond to. We've already done, uh, again, I'm really thankful for how, how we've already done a good job in response to all things COVID. And if, you know, as the landscape changes, we built a business that is able to pivot and able to adapt and we'll continue to do so. I see that this has been a great half hour, almost just out of time. So um, Sam, <laughs> there's, there's um, first of all, thank you so much for, for taking the time. Oh, um, thank you guys. Thanks for putting clothes on, not just in loungewear. So <laughs> thanks for putting clothes on, right? <laughs> loungewear. Um, so I get the honor of asking my guests the ultimate uh, question, which is, what is your ultimate lesson learned in your career, your long career as a, uh, entre- as a breakout <laughs> entrepreneur? Yeah, I would say ultimate lesson learned is that people are everything. People are the most important because we are all firm believers that by empowering the right people, by showing them support, you get so much more than um, you would in any other way. So I think Finding the right people is the most important thing. So great. Sam, how can people find you, find your product, uh, give some handles and, and websites and et cetera? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the best way to follow us is Bo- is our Instagram, which is just at Bomani Cold Buzz. That's B-O-M-A-N-I dot cold dot buzz on Instagram. Our website is just www.bomanicoldbuzz.com. Um, I'm Sam. You can find me either on the Bomani page or on the website. Uh, the website does have a Get Bomani tab. So you can click that Get Bomani tab and it'll show you where you can go pick it up near you. That's so great. Hey, Sam, thanks so much. This has been a really great show. Great uh, backdrop on the story and, and continued success. Where can we get it locally? And we're here in Orange County for those who want to go out and get one today, tomorrow, next week. Yeah, I mean, we have a good number of places in Laguna. I know Bart's got a couple on his way home. Um, I would say he's charted them all out. He's figured out where all the Bomani locations are throughout Orange County. There, uh, uh, Paul, do you live in Do you live in Laguna as well? I don't. I live in Rancho Santa Margarita or Ladera. Yeah, actually. Oh, okay. There, I know we have some total wines on your way home. Yeah, there's a total wine. Yeah, I just looked it up, Paul. Total wine on El Toro Road, Laguna Hills. Is that on your way home? That's on my way home. There's a total wine even closer, I think. To me. Or Monarch Beach, uh, Monarch Beach Market. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wine, custom. Total wine. That's a good All right. Hey, Sam. Thanks a lot, you guys. Have a great day. Thank you guys both so much. Have a great rest of your day. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zandbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting bartzandbergen.podbean.com. 
The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. Bart A. Zanbergen, CFP, and Letitia Burbaum, AIF, are registered investment advisors with Optivist, Inc., and registered representatives with Gramercy Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered by Optivist, Inc., under SEC registration.